Hello, dear listener. Thank you for downloading, listening to, and streaming the Spooky Doings podcast. My name is Rick Guzman. I'm an improv comedian from New York who still can't improvise because Corona ain't going no place yet. But we're going to be okay because today will be an episode that I've been looking forward to for a while, and I hope Chelsea has too. Chelsea, of course, handles the beeps, the boops, the buttons, and the bobs. She's the lady that makes this all happen because I'm a technological nincompoop. How are you, Chelsea? I'm I'm good. I uh, you know some depending on the uh, schedule of when our episodes are coming out. I've talked about this in the episode we recorded before, but um, doing laundry this morning like an adult should I slipped on ice and fell, and I am very bruised. <laughs> so I just took some painkillers and I'm drinking coffee. So it's that type of day. You know, Chelsea said before we started recording, it was Advil. It's nothing to get concerned about. <laughs> oh, no, no, God. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you're, you're not going to nod off during this. You're going to lay down no, and get some, no, no. <laughs> get some cat cuddles from Tonks. Yeah. And, and it's going to be a wonderful day. But I'm excited. And I probably should have asked this before we started recording, but I, I got excited. Uh, so I hope I pronounced your last name correctly. We are joined by Jillian Mueller of the film Porno. Did I do that right, Jillian? Uh, Mueller, but Mueller. everyone says Mueller, so it's nothing. See, nothing. I had a feeling this was going to happen because <laughs> I wanted to say it during the Mueller investigation. Yeah. That every time I saw that name, I'm like, is it Mueller? And he's like, it's Mueller, and I feel like I've just been lied to my whole life. He so was I apologize. The first I ever heard that had the same spelling as me and said Mueller. Most people, it's Mueller. But yeah. I apologize for fucking that up. But I'm glad you're here with us because you yeah. are one of the uh, stars of a Shutter exclusive film named Porno. Yes. Was Porno. Luck- I was lucky enough to see this at Brooklyn Horror Fest last year. Oh, cool. And I loved it. Oh, good. Thank you so much. I'm so glad. So it, glad you did that. It took me back being, you know, a, a, a <laughs> right? person. A, in that ballpark of age during the 1990s where the film is set and uh, uh, to sum it up, you got some some teenagers who are working in a movie theater. You are clearly, your character Chaz, is clearly the responsible one. She's management material. She's left in charge. But somehow a film reel is found in the basement and it unleashes a succubus. That's it. <laughs> Got it. Chelsea, you don't need to watch the movie now. I just I know you. Right. Yeah. No, I I have it on my my shutter list, and it's part of my holiday break viewing. I remember, but I do have a specific memory with the trailer. I watched it. Um, it was when, uh, Twitter, you know, had some. There were some articles floating around about it, and it was like, check out this new trailer for porno and. Uh, at my, the job that I was at, uh, I remember just watching the trailer for it at my work desk and just like, nobody, nobody look around. (laughs) But it looks so cool. And I was sharing it around. So I was excited to see that Shudder got it. Yeah, I kind of found out through, like, just people that it was on Shudder. Like, I started just getting emails and little messages of all of a sudden, like, more more and more, it was very clear that a, a massive people had watched it and so that's why when you guys emailed me about doing this podcast and you're like i heard it's on shutter i'm like me too i just heard that too (laughs) but yeah no i'm glad people are seeing it and watching it i i think it's 
I was always really proud of it after doing it and um, seeing the product come together probably more than a year ago when we first premiered was really exciting. And um, yeah, I love like the nineties nostalgia of it all too. I think it's so great and it was so fun to do. Okay. So before we get into a little more of the film and having uh, yeah. it, people contact you to let you know, Hey, this movie's on shutter. Now people can watch it. How have you been holding up during this pandemic? Everybody hopefully in your life is safe and healthy. Yeah, like, I mean, I, exactly. I can't really complain. I, it, it's been fine. It's been weird at times. And uh, especially in the beginning, obviously, I think for everybody, like the shock of not doing the grind, whatever that may be for you, was very strange. Mm -hmm. And it made you also realize, I'm like, oh, I kind of like being a little stressed and hustling and worrying about things because so much downtime. But um, but I, I'm I'm okay and um, thankfully, and and so I've been being creative and and things are starting to film a little bit more nowadays too and. When we first got shut down, when everybody got shut down in March, I was in the middle of filming a new show. And uh, so luckily back in September, we were able to come together and finish filming that. So I lucked out with that because I know I have other friends and stuff where shows got canceled during all this because it was too expensive to film or, you know. Yeah, that is uh, very concerning. The day job for me is, uh props and set dressing. So if we're ever on a set, I'd be happy to set up your cast chair. Um, <laughs> and you mentioned that uh, you're currently residing in mountain time. So is that where you were working on the show or is that just your residence? That's just my residence. All right, cool. Now, uh, yeah. is, is there anything you can tell us about this show? I know sometimes you can't, but is it a comedy? Is it a drama? Yeah, it's so it's for it's for Netflix nice. and it comes out. It's gonna come out early in two thousand twenty one. Um, so probably February. That's what I'm gonna say. Um, it, it's a sitcom. It's with uh, Kevin James, uh, who's a big comedian, and he's sort of the king of sitcoms. He's so good at it. Um, so it's a it's a new sitcom for Netflix, uh, starring him. And um, it's really fun. It's about NASCAR, actually. I feel like I do very like niche things. It's come to be like porno is a very niche demographic of horror comedy and now this. But um, yes, yeah, so it's about a NASCAR team and it's a sitcom. So it's funny and it's light. And um, yeah, it was really, really fun to film. And so that's going to come out next year. Cool. I have shameless love for Talladega Nights. So I oh, definitely love it. <laughs> And everybody's being safe on set and got crew members wiping things down. Because mm -hmm. I've uh, working on crews in New York. I'm like, how, how do you do that minimally and still get the job done and do it safely? And I admit, I can't wrap my head around it. But right. luckily, there are people at the union hall that that's their job to figure it out. And I just get called with an address to say, show up in the morning. Yeah. Hopefully sometime in 2021, I'll be able to work again. Yeah. I think so. I mean, there, there, we, we did it successfully and I know that things have been going on. So, um, also, you know, you're getting tested. We were getting tested every single day. So that was a big one. And, and everybody, there's all the rules about the PPE and their zones. It's a, it's a whole, it's a whole crazy system. Yeah, I, even, and I don't know, maybe I'm lacking imagination as I get older. I'm like, how do you even make that safe around crafty? 
I'm sure people figure it out. Yeah, like there's no, it's not, it's now like for us, it was like boxed meals. It wasn't like going out with your plate and getting stuff. Mm -hmm. So they were doing it that way and like ordering in. I admit selfishly as a set dresser, when they give us a walk away lunch, I'm like, now I don't have to worry about somebody inviting themselves to come along with me wherever I decide to go. I right. can be antisocial for the purpose of safety. Yes, exactly. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of things you can get away with now, like antisocial stuff. That's like, oh, I'm home. I can't go out tonight. <laughs> Safety. No, no, can't make it. Can't make it. Okay, so back to porno, which is a strange yeah. sentence to say. <laughs> Trust me, whenever you say like, oh, I did this movie called Porno, I always, you always have to like be like, no, 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 it's not what you think. You got to have your phone ready with the IMDb going. It's oh, this. Yeah. It's this. Okay. Um, so how, how did uh, it first come into your life uh, that you heard about this project? I just, it was like any other project in the sense that I get, uh, as an actor, you have like an agent and manager and they send you audition notices a bunch, you know, you, they have a deadline, you know, either audition for it in person, but like for me, a lot of times, and nowadays this is really how it is because of COVID stuff, but um, I got a, an appointment to self-tape, which means I make my own audition tape. And so it was, one of those or it was like self-tape for this I read the script liked it didn't think much of it in the sense that every audition you like commit yourself you do a great job and then you walk away from it because you might never hear from them ever again or like in this case you might get the job so I made the audition tape they liked it and then we did um a zoom I did like a, a Skype meeting with our writer and producer and uh, I did that and I read a couple scenes through that and then I got the job, so it was great. So then I read the script again, dove into it. And it was one of those things that taught me a good lesson too. Like you can read something and you think it's great, but you know that it's interesting, it was quirky, it had all these things. And until I was there and then you meet the people that are creating it and you're doing it, that was then when I think all of us were all really like revved up about it where we like, we're like, oh, this is, so cool so funny like all i can truly say all the people that created it were so it was so clear that they're all so good at what they do the writers and they knew they were so dialed into what we were trying to make which i think that's also key because <clears throat> excuse me um i've done i've done shows in terms of even musicals or i, I i've done different shows where People don't realize, or, or something sometimes is like, for what I just said, I, I just filmed a sitcom. It's light, it's funny. The purpose of it is to make people laugh. You are not curing cancer. It is not supposed to be some deep, dramatic drama, you know? So like knowing what, what it is, I think sometimes is really important because I've done things that are light and funny and they're trying to make it so serious and, and it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense, it's not working. So this, they knew, they knew what we were getting at. And, um, and it was just such a clear vision too. Um, even the time period, the look of it. And then when I heard the music with it too, I actually love the music for oh, this. The music is think, so good. Isn't it so good? And I, I, I didn't see that until they pulled it together and we were at the premiere. And I'm like, oh my God, this is unbelievable. After watching the second time, I'm like, well, I have to get this soundtrack now. Right? I feel the same way. It's so creepy and ethereal and kind of like reminiscent of uh, Goblin's soundtrack in Suspiria that I'm like, well, I need this right. just for my spooky mix, <laughs> uh, just because. So, and and you clearly had, uh, the cast seemed to have a lot of chemistry from my perspective, but were you much of a horror fan prior to this? 
You know what? No, because I always, I always like peed my pants. Like I was like a, such a baby about it. Like I used to like, especially as a kid, I would, I, I remember every year I would like try, like, I'd be like, I remember when the ring came out and I was like, I'm going to a year later, I was like, I'm going to try this. And I like, could, I had like nightmares for like months on end. So I, I, I get, I get scared. <laughs> However, in this situation, I feel like it's kind of my perfect horror movie because it's the horror comedy angle. So like that, that I think I can, that's way more, that's way more my speed. That is, that is helpful to, to break novices and like put it with a bunch of comedy and certainly a ploy that I've uh, used uh, with friends and also on this podcast uh, to kind of get, you know, folks that horror isn't necessarily their bag and like well yeah. if you try this and then and, and you have some laughs with it it'll it, it'll definitely entertain you and uh, totally. i think porno fits that uh realm because th there is there is such comedy and your character Chaz, actually makes reminds me of chelsea in a lot of ways and that <laughs> she gets annoyed at the dumb dumb boys around her quite frequently <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Every damn day. <laughs> oh, yeah. But also it has the best head on her shoulders and is the one like, no, let's use logic to deal with this. Yeah, stuff. she's still driving, driving, the, driving the ship. Uh, and another thing, and, and I'm eager for Chelsea to watch this film, because I, I greatly related to the character of Heavy Metal Jeff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as the older her I can see that. Yes, the older her suit, flannel wearing straight edge guy that doesn't like ice in his soda and speaks very conf confidently about things he's not entirely sure about. Totally. Oh no, he was funny. There was a lot of scenes with him too where he had when he goes on his rants and stuff, where I there was like a few that we all like remember like it was so hard to keep a straight face like we kept that though we kept having to redo them because somebody would break it was so funny to film that, that makes sense was there any improvisation in some of the scenes and then the and the chaos um you know not too much improv actually when i think about it not too much improv but um but it, we also weren't doing something like um you know, like there are certain writers, like you can't miss one word. It wasn't like that, but, but there, there, we pretty much had the template and stuck to it. Cool. Cool. Uh, what's next? Oh yeah. Cause I, I'm sorry. I had a bunch of questions in my head and one just flew right out of there. It'll come back. There it is. <laughs> um, what were your thoughts on having to deal with some of the, the practical effects and being around it? Cause there's, there's quite a bit of splatter. Yeah, this film. there's a lot of special effects. So we have this team of two guys who um, do the, that's their thing is they do special effects and they're, they're so funny. They're, they're like young guys. They're like in their early twenties and the, sh the stuff that they made to look so real was insane. And I can't, I don't want to give too much away because you have to see the movie because you'll know mm -hmm. what I'm talking about. <laughs> But like that whole thing was nuts. And it was like nuts to film that whole scene. Um, <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> oh it was crazy. Like I still, it, it's even crazier like than when I watch it because like while you're filming it, you're stopping and starting and they're like placing things in areas and 
you know, going back and putting more blood on it and all that stuff. And so that, that was crazy cool. Cause I never filmed anything with that, all those special effects. And then also for the demon, like all of her stuff is all crazy, you know, um, pieces and prosthetic stuff. Um, but yeah, no, that was, that was awesome. That was an awesome part, part of it. And it really makes the movie because that's sort of between the demon and this one iconic scene in our movie. It's like a huge, huge part of it. But I think that we did a great job. I, I, I think that there's definitely a couple that can go down as icon, but that, that's one that'll be the most memorable. I know Fangoria <laughs> did an article about the creation of that prosthetic and it's like, oh man. <laughs> well, well, you know what you're getting into with this movie. Um, I remember there was a Q&A after the, the Brooklyn screening about that theater that you shot in. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the, the location, please? Yes. Um, we filmed in Greenport, Long Island, right? Greenport, Long Island. Yes. That sounds about right. It's all the way out. Uh, I'm actually, my parents are like from Long Island and stuff. So I, I know Long Island a bit, but I didn't realize how big it is. Mm -hmm. So when people go all the way out to like Montauk or the Hamptons, there's like another peninsula right above it. And the furthest point out that on that one is Greenport. So it's about like three hours from the city. Um, and it's like, um, it's a really cute summer town, right? Because of the beach and all of that. But then when it's off season, it's much quieter. Like you don't, there's no tourists. A lot of restaurants are also shut down. Like they only open for the summer season. So it, we were, it was kind of desolate. And then we had this movie theater that was also only open in the summertime. So they let us use it. And uh, so, so we were in that theater and it was, we were filming in October, I believe, October, no, and into November, October, November. And it would, it started to get really cold and the theater doesn't have any um, heat because it's not open during the rest of the year. So we were freezing most of the time in that theater. But yeah, that's where we shot everything. Like even scenes that weren't based in the theater, they turned uh, certain rooms into whatever they needed to turn it into, hallways, things like that. But that was our one location. We didn't have any, actually, no, we had one other location right down the street for an office. Oh. That's good. But we were in that theater and um, all the cast, we stayed in a hotel out there and the hotel was more or less like a haunted house. It was literally called oh. like the gingerbread house and we all lived in it and it literally looked like a haunted house. So we're like, this is really fitting that we're filming this horror movie while staying in a haunted house. So you're living the spooky all the time. Yep. Was it like a bed and breakfast type of situation or was it actually... It looked like that. It, it wasn't, but it like, right. looks like that. it looked like, like, I don't want to say like grandma's old house because it, yeah. was, it was, it was very nice, but it was mm -hmm. like that, that sort of old, you know, that old house with a bunch of, we would go up. Oh, I see. Six rooms on the top floor, a couple on the bottom and, and the hotel itself, there was like, I think a few of those types of homes. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. But the one house that we stayed in was called the Gingerbread House. Now that's, yeah, that's unsettling. <laughs> like no, no one told you any story in the middle of the night, like someone died here. No. Okay. Thank God I wasn't like on my own. I, I think because I knew all the boys were like in the surrounding rooms, I at least felt like I wasn't on my own out there. 
But another thing that I liked about the movie is this underlying uh, religious kind of upbringing amongst the kids. Being a, a, a Catholic, former Catholic school student, mm-hmm. now bitter atheist, that one of the things that I don't know if everybody would laugh at, but it deeply resonated with me, the way most of these kids try to avoid cursing throughout <laughs> a lot of the film. <laughs> Yeah, I think actually when I first read the script, one of the things that I liked about it, because I think referencing like religion can be kind of tricky with movies and things because um, a lot of people can't really come at it unbiased. A lot of people have strong opinions about it. And so um, I liked that they never um, make fun. It's never like poking fun at it. It, It's, it's seeing the extreme of like, you know, these kids that like, you know, are all wrapped up in it. But I like that there was never any, um, yeah, that it was never nasty. Like it's like, you can easily be a, a, you know, a, a Christian and see it and enjoy it and not, you know, be frowned upon. Um, and I think it's actually a good, it, it gives it another layer of the movie. If we were just like regular kind of, you know, 2020, like sexed up kids, I think it would be a different, a different movie. <laughs> um, whereas I think that within the living in the 1990s, well, and also they put it in the 1990s. So that way we didn't have to deal with technology, like cell phones and things, which I think was so smart. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, 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 yes. and the film had to be on a reel as opposed to exactly uh, digital exactly so that that's where that kind of ties in and and uh yeah and then with the religious aspect of it it just puts another layer to it because it's these kids really just trying to follow the rules that they're given and and yeah and then the no cursing honestly just makes it funny because then we say things like bingo (laughs) (laughs) it gets more creative with language and like words um, a lot of flipping. Yes, exactly. Oh, that takes me back. <laughs> yeah. Because even your character, Chastity, who, you know, wears <laughs> dark eyeliner and listens to The Cure, yep. like, on the exterior, among those types of people, she could be considered, like, uh, a bad influence to someone totally. like, good Christian kids, but clearly like, no, she, she's the smart one that's not, if that's, it seems like that's all she has to hide, a couple of Cure makes tapes and her choice in makeup, which isn't all that severe. Well, it also, it makes it like funny because it's not really, like she's a rebel, but like not really, like yeah. she's still actually a good girl. She's just like rebellious in the ways that she can be. Mm-hmm. So it kind of gives it that funny. Yeah, and if anything, she's probably, the most well-behaved out of all of them. Very much But from so. the outside, looks like she's the most rebellious. And, and I also like, uh, not to spoil it, there's a, a revelation that, again, bitter atheist now, I relate to that uh, one of the characters that's so strenuous about uh, the, the moral code, you realize, oh, no, they're, they're, they're doing some shady stuff uh, behind closed doors. Yeah, and it's it's a horror movie, so they have to pay for that transgression. <laughs> exactly. Um, what was it like screaming uh, in your performance? That's so funny. That's a funny question because it's true. Like I didn't, I didn't really think about it, and then you're there, and I'm like, oh wow, I'm gonna. First of all, I have this high pitched girly scream, 
<laughs> and so getting to like do that with like abandon, like I didn't have to like stifle it or be like, don't be too loud. Like it was like full out. I would do it. And then you'd always hear somebody behind the camera, like laughing. Cause it was just so loud. <laughs> and, oh, <wow. laughs> and, and I'm a singer too. So I think there's something about it. It's like extra pingy. Um, <laughs> Uh, but it was, it was so fun. It was so fun to do it. I mean, after you do it over and over and over again for a take, you're like, I just have to hope I don't like lose my voice and like have an issue filming the scene tomorrow. But luckily I didn't have any of that, but having to scream, it was honestly, it was hilarious having to do that. And also like act it too. Like when the camera's on you and you're like, you're seeing something scary. It's, it was really, it was really fun. Actually. I would totally do it again. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I would do this. I, I was about to, to ask that. How would you feel if you achieved scream queen status? As, right. As the fans kind of like, no, that, that, that Jillian, she's up there. Right. Well, somebody, somebody on the show on the movie was like, they were like, no, you should do like screams for like, you could even like can your scream for people to use on shows and movies. You could, watching it the second time, I'm like, those screams are fucking intense. I know, I know. But yeah, no, it was really fun. Like I said, I would totally do it again. <laughs> um, which of the scenes uh, were your personal favorites? Um, which of the scenes were my personal favorites? I like either, either in performing it or seeing it as as the finished product. Yeah, totally. Um, I do like the scenes. I like the scenes when it's all of us kids together. Those are really fun to shoot because they were just so funny. Because you just couldn't. Every scene, it was like I can't look at so and so, otherwise I'll laugh. Or like we always had a really good time when it was all of us together. So those were just my favorite, just personally to shoot. But I also liked um, the office scene. There's um, there's a scene in the middle. It's the office scene where we're all in there, and it's kind of the the height in the movie where you're we're scared. We ran away. We went and hid in the office, and then I, I remember um, one of one of my friends on the show. Um, he had said he was like that was when we filmed that that day he's like, I realized he's like, oh, we're now filming a different movie. Cause it was very intense. And it's kind of about, again, I don't, I'm trying not to give anything away. Okay, if you do, I will still yeah. watch the movie regardless. So no worries. It's away some of the stuff about Ricky. We're talking about some of Ricky. It's when we start talking about um, people's issues or the things that a lot of uh, like, again, we're, we're um, good Christian kids, teenagers mm -hmm. and, everybody has the, something that they're kind of pushing down a demon that they're pushing down that they don't want to address. Um, and then we're in this office scene. We're at the height of the movie where we're scared and this demons out there. And all of a sudden we start addressing these issues and we're locked in this office kind of going at each other. And that was like a different movie because there was just, it just got really intense and serious and um so filming those were kind of that was really cool because that was like the drama moment and 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 that was where also it got gets serious and and then you have like and then you really start to care about the characters too like there there's there's high stakes where you you do feel for somebody you know one of the characters and want them to do well and you don't want them to die or you know 
that that is one of the things that I felt about this movie is that by the midpoint it's like no I hope they all make it out okay yeah and I, yeah and but that, that that office scene right at the beginning I noticed watching this second time the way everybody's barricading the doors I believe they're all terrified because they're doing a shitty job of it it's like yeah. put this these little things in front of the door and then let's move the couch and and heavy metal Jeff, of course, going to daintily take the lamp and yeah. move it to the side and move everything you, else off. I'm glad you saw that. The, the, those are little details that like they they did, and I'm like, I wonder if anybody's gonna catch that. Uh, Rick, yeah. it's very rare for you to have a movie where you want everyone to make it at the end. What about this made you feel differently? Uh, I definitely because I could relate. I mean. Uh, in 1992, I just would have been a sophomore in high school, so I didn't have my first job yet, but I'm not far removed from these kids mm -hmm. uh, with the, I mean, by that point, I had, you know, given up not trying not to cuss, but, you know, I, I, I would have, I was still enough of a believer in Catholicism and a fan of movies and and a, a a someone who loved their friends very deeply that I would have wanted everybody to be fine. Uh, and also, you know, as you know, I don't like ice in my soda, so I related to that a lot. <laughs> and so, so it, it it definitely hit all the right notes of right before graduating from high school uh getting deeply into film and 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 loving my friends on top of that um so yeah it it it, it touched my heart <laughs> in a way that few films about a succubus can <laughs> That's totally. um was uh brooklyn horror fest the first time that you saw the finished product or or how did you feel the first time you got to watch the film with an audience of the first time i saw it was when the film first had its like world premiere and we premiered at south by southwest ah cool yeah in 2019 and so that was the first time i had seen it and then i went to a couple i'm trying to think brooklyn so i did south by southwest i did brooklyn and i did i went to actually new orleans they had a, a yes festival. love new orleans they have a big horror film festival yeah, uh, so, Overlook, uh, I believe it's called. Overlook. I was just gonna say I can't remember it, and then that was that. Mm -hmm. yes. yes. Um, being that uh, your parents are from Long Island, were they at that screening, or have they seen the film? Both my parents have seen it. Um, my dad actually came with me to South by Southwest, <laughs> which I was laughing because like I'm bringing my father to see a movie yeah. I'm in called Porno. <laughs> um, yeah, so my dad had seen it, and then and then my mom came later on my mom i think saw it where did we maybe we saw i think i saw it with my mom and my brother in um brooklyn so they had both seen it my dad my dad first of all we say that my dad's my dadinger like my dad's very involved with my career so he's always like he's a good critic though too and he loved it he thought it was great he thought he he which i was kind of surprised only because it's a niche thing. I'm like, I don't know. It might not be your thing, all of that. But he thought it was great because he thought all the actors in it were, were really good. And so, um, yeah, I mean, as far as the scene goes, I, he was like, oh, oh. 
But, and my mom loved it too. My mom and my brother were like cracking up the whole movie. Like the sense of humor like worked. So um, yeah, weirdly enough, I, my, yeah, my parents were like all for it. <laughs> and I think if there's one just little problem that I had, it's like, I, I feel like a succubus would be a little more talkative. Even though I, well, she, she she doesn't she, say anything the whole movie. Yeah, she and when she does speak, it's not in her true form. It's mm -hmm. through, uh, the the different faces that that she wears. Yeah, she apparently had like an interesting audition process because she had to like not talk, but like had to do like interpretive dance or something. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That 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 part with the leather jacket and the cigarettes, uh, an enticing heavy metal Jeff, and I'm like, this is also I can something I can relate to <laughs> in high school. <laughs> Not that I was a smoker, but it's like, I we I I, I would have asked you to dance, yeah. and I would have paid dearly for it. But hey, <laughs> what can you do in that kind of thing? Um, I think it was short. I don't remember if it was announced that it was a Fangoria film. Uh, during Brooklyn Horror Fest or prior, but I know they went through some corporate shakeups. Did you hear anything about that? And if that delayed the film on Shutter? Uh, you know what? I don't know. Okay. I, I didn't hear anything of that. That That's okay. Cause you know, the, the former uh, owners of the company are no longer affiliated and now a uh -huh. woman's in charge of Fangoria. And I'm all for that. Cause we need more lady horror. Lady horror, yeah. I'm a big supporter of that. Uh, I'm, don't know if you would have been able to prior to the shutdown, but have you been to any horror conventions or would you like to go to one? I've never been. Of course, I would love to go. I've never been. I've not either, and I'm dying to get to one, and I don't know when it'll be safe to do one. I know. But uh, I, I'd, I'd love to go. I'd love to bring Chelsea with me. I'm positive my girlfriend would like to watch the people that go to a horror convention. She, she would definitely enjoy seeing what type of idiots show up to this. <laughs> idiots or awesome fun people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because uh, you know, be, be hearing things about the horror community and hearing stories, there is the likelihood of one day you could meet someone who has uh, you as Chaz tattooed upon them. Oh my God, that's so true. Especially going to a convention. You never know. That's that's a weird, that, I never thought of that. that. That is kind of crazy. It's a very popular thing within, I've noticed the horror community especially, is getting those characters or monsters tattooed to them. It's oh my uh, God. so interesting. I feel like I notice it more so with the horror genre than any other, yeah. Which I, I guess makes sense. It is a very creative, you know, genre, and usually the monsters look pretty cool. But yeah, I I don't know what I would do if somebody had tattoos. <laughs> yeah, I, I cool. There was some documentary of Bruce Campbell has said uh, lots of people love comedy, but you know there are very few people that have a tattoo of Adam Sandler on their body. Right, right, right. totally. That is true. <laughs> so we got some weird fun outlaw dedication and since you said you'd like to do it again and now you just finished this project with kevin james are there any other horror possibilities on the horizon not that i know of now but you never know 
And uh, in the world we live in now, I think movies with smaller casts and, um, you know, smaller, you know, smaller sets and stuff uh, seem to be the things that can get filmed with all the protocols. And so hopefully, maybe. I, I hope like so you said, too. I'd love to do something else in that genre. I, I, I hope that if there's any positive uh, from the coronavirus, and I think they're, they're few and far between, is that maybe it'll rebuild that middle ground of movie budget, where it's sure. not like the micro budget and then the huge uh, Marvel, Star Wars, Fast yeah. and the Furious thing. We can get some, some middle ones with some, some good heart in there for all the people. For sure. Uh, so, so before, before we, we wrap this up, and I know Chelsea intends to watch this movie. Uh, <laughs> she will she watch. Ha she has been working from home, so she's way more busy than I am. Uh, and I commend that. But if, if you, Jillian, were to try to talk Chelsea into watching this sooner rather than oh later, how would you pitch this film? How would I pitch it? Oh my goodness. Um, Let's pretend oh. I'm not interested whatsoever. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> pretend she's a good Christian gal <laughs> who would be no, I minimally mean, opposed to it. Yeah, I mean, I always think, I'm like, I, I think it really does have a little bit for everyone. And, and especially mm -hmm. if you know or lived through anything of the 90s, that alone for me is like a huge point. I think it's there's going to be so many things in that that are hilarious and so entertaining. Oh, yeah. And, um, and honestly, what I can say is I don't, even though I'm not a huge horror person because I get scared, I have not really seen anything quite like this, like this combination of all of these things, which is awesome. Like I, I couldn't tell you like a movie that it's like, oh, it's similar to, to X, Y, and Z. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there really is a little bit for everybody. I find it really entertaining. Um, and it's funny. And then the special effects elements of it are, like I said, it's like there's a couple iconic little moments that you're like, what is happening? Oh, and I think that alone, I'm like, stick to, stay in it. Because once you get there, you're like, holy. It pays off. Yes, ex exactly. There is definitely payoff, mm -hmm. which that's what everybody wants in a movie. No one wants to just stay like this. Yeah. I'm sold. <laughs> and last question yes it's friday night you've worked real hard but you got to make a choice and this is a question for you chelsea and myself okay. you got to choose and see no man or a league of their own what are you going with <laughs> no. Oh my God, I'm going to be judged so hard because I, I love a league of their own, but I'm going to go with Encino man. Okay. I like Encino man. I would choose a league of their own. I know. I think I would too, but and, and, I'll and be I the lay, black horse here. I, I lay that completely on. I don't want to watch a Pauly Shore movie. <laughs> Pauly Shore's not that bad. Son-in-law's a great movie. <laughs> My you've face is weird. <laughs> you've watched the Wicker Man remake more than once. The bees. Which I, I would recommend to you, Jillian, and that uh, the original... No, the Nicolas Cage one. No, I think I saw. I saw the. I think I'm pretty sure I saw the remake when that one came out. Okay, so check bad. out the original. So it's more of a mystery and also a musical. So I think with your horror sensibilities, <laughs> you would enjoy like that. that. Perfect. 
Thank you very much for joining us, Jolene. Thank Do you want to tell you. people where they could find you on the social media if they're so inclined? I'm on Instagram at Jillian, J-I-L-L-I-A-N underscore Muller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Right. I thought you were about to say your username was just Jillian. I'm like, what'd you do to get that? Like, just, oh my gosh. just Jillian. No, I was not on there soon enough to snap that one. Just that good. But yeah, definitely check it out. And you can check it out on Shutter. You can see porno. And uh, it's, it's good holiday viewing as we're recording this right before Christmas. <laughs> uh, and this will come out right after that. Uh, Chelsea, where can people find it if they want to find it? Uh, on Instagram and Twitter, just type in Chelsea Bennington and I am right there. Cool. You can check out Spooky Doings on Instagram for podcast information. Spooky Doings Improv on Facebook. One day we'll do a show again. And Jillian, if you're ever in New York and want to check us out, it's free, but don't come until it's safe. Right. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I'm glad that this worked out. Thank you once again for being a part of it. I truly appreciate it. And I hope to see you in more scary stuff. And I'll even watch that Kevin James show. Why the yeah, hell not? Yeah, fine. You'll enjoy it. I might learn about cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks. Until then, stay safe, stay good, stay spooky. Bye-bye.